And now for something completely different. A radio show about books. Didn't think it through at all. Inconceivable! <laughs> yes, the show's serious. That's totally a thing. Thank you. Tarzan of the Apes. Brought to you from out the pages of Edgar Rice Burroughs' immortal book. Oh, wow. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. And now for your host, Daniel Thompson, a completely underqualified buffoon who has no idea why he's here in the first place. And all were amazed and said, this guy is really good. Do you do children's parties? (laughs) Test, test, test. Hello, world. Hello, very serious writing show. Hello to my people. I wish I knew all of you by name. I technically only really know by name the people who come and comment on thatguywithhat.com. So I don't know all of you by name, but let's see who's been listening this week. Do you know that I have like these, these cool things on SoundCloud? Where I can go in, I can look at the stats, and I can see like where you all been listening from. First of all, you should think that's uber creepy. Singapore, how are you guys doing today? That I can go in and see where you're coming from. 16 listens from Singapore. Hey guys, what's crackalang? I see you too, San Diego, California, and Lindsdale. That Pennsylvania? Is that what PA stands for? Pennsylvania? I don't really know. And Nairobi, Kenya. Hey, welcome to the Very Serious Riding Show. I am your host, Daniel Thompson, and you may notice today that this episode does not cite a guest. That's because we are doing something totally different today. This is Dan Rants, which is a name I came up with all by myself. You should be proud of me, because I didn't have to go and ask anyone about that. Nope, didn't have to ask anyone. I came up with it all by myself. But first, this little song. Welcome to Dan Rants! <laughs> Dan rants are kind of like TED Talks, except they have me being there doing talking and not someone named Ted, and they're not near as cool as TED Talks. Actually, this one will be pretty cool today. I just want to try something different. Also, no one's responding to my emails. Why isn't anyone responding to my emails and coming to be on the show? So rude. So rude. Some people just want... Some people just don't want a very serious writing show with me. I guess someone's finally figuring out that this is not a high-profile show. Oops. Probably should have kept that one under wraps a little while longer. So today we are talking about what keeps us from writing. What keeps us from writing, okay? And I think there's about four things that are involved with that, okay? So, and that's what we're going to talk, that's just what we're going to do today. I'm going to rant, and y'all are going to listen, because y'all are good listeners. And that's how this works, anyway. Uh, yeah, number one, fear. That's one thing that's keeping us from writing. Two, writer's block. Three, new ideas. And four, motivation, okay? I'm going to talk about the problems with each one and some of the solutions that I found to, to each one of them. Not that I have any real like experience with this. Actually, I do have experience, not with the solution part, with, with the problem part. Because you see, about, about this time last year, I was working on a project. It was my uh, dystopian novel, my dystopian comedy, okay? And 
I was really excited. I was pumped out about the story. I was doing word wars. This is what I was bringing to the OEN Summer Workshop. So I had to get 20 pages done so I could bring it to the workshop, right? So me and Sam Cooper, we're word warding like nobody's business. And I'm loving it. I'm loving the story. It's just flowing to me. It's so cathartic to write Douglas Adamsy. Like that writing style, it makes you so, it scratches a niche on the inside of your head that nothing else quite does. So, so I'm having a great time. I take it to the workshop. I get great feedback. I take it to Jeff Gerke. He was my, uh, my advisor at the time. I'm like, Jeff, help me out here. Here's my pitch for the novel. What do you think? He's like, I think you can get that published with that pitch. And I'm like, awesome. So I give my pitch to every other writer <laughs> at the workshop and everyone loves the idea. And I get back home from the workshop. I'm pumped and I don't write anything else. I stop writing. And, like, my motivation was gone, just like that. And it was just, it vanished. So, and this is something I've been dealing with the whole year since. I really, I've probably written another 20 pages since that workshop. What happened? What's the deal? And does anyone else feel me? I know y'all do, because I talk with you people, and you feel me here. It's, like, it's really hard, and I've always considered myself a writer, and I've always been really good at writing. But after my first novel, after I finished my first novel, and with this incident... Writing's just been really hard. So, so with my first point, fear. I think fear is a big factor in it. And I was reading in the book, Writing Down the Bones, um, which apparently it's like a lot of high schoolers are required to read this book. I didn't realize this. And a lot of them hated it, but I really liked it. And the lady was taking writing from a point of like <laughs> Buddhism. It was like a writing was a religious experience for her. It was like every day you're looking at life in a new way. And it's, it's, it was less about writing for to create a novel to craft a story and more about writing to give yourself an extra way to express your own life and your own experiences it was about reflection and a lot of different elements i thought were really cool i'm no buddhist and like that part didn't appeal to me but the rest of it the ideas behind writing were really cool and she talked about writing in terms of we we go to writing and we can become petrified of it if, if, uh, we, if we look at it and start having expectations for ourselves. I think expectations for our own work are really a problem because we're going to write down, it's never going to be quite as good as we had in our head. It's just not. And it takes time to refine everything and bring it to where it needs to be. But if we go in with that fear, it's going to paralyze us. The story's not going to flow. We're going to be sitting in that blank kercher not writing anything because we're afraid of writing something bad. We can't be afraid of writing something bad. If we are afraid of writing something bad, it's we're not going to write anything at all. Because our expectations are always just one step beyond what we ourselves are able to achieve, I feel like. At least for me, anyway. From from my background, I've my expectations for myself are always higher than I'm able to meet. And that's great. That pushes me. It pushes me to do better, but it's not. it, it has no place in writing. You have to get words down on the page. If you're not getting words down on the page, you're not writing anything at all. I think that's what part of what happened to me when I came back from the workshop is now I'm like, hey, I can get this book published. I can do blah, blah, blah. I can do this. Everyone's excited about this book. And as a result, when I, want, when I went back to write, I wanted myself to write something brilliant. And my mind locked up. And I wasn't able to write anything because I was expecting so much out of myself. When I was just playing around with it, I'm like, <laughs> this is hysterical. I can do whatever I want. Sure, I can have mythical Viking warriors. I can throw those in there. That's not a problem. And it wasn't. It wasn't an issue at all. And I didn't have any trouble writing it then. Uh, so I think I think fear, fear of failure is something we really have to take a look at. 
And there's different ways that you can help yourself get over fear of failure that I found. She recommends never write in like a fancy notebook. She she's always like she writes longhand with pen in a uh, in a composition notebook, which is something I've come to do a lot of. Because you get into a composition notebook, they're like 99 cents out of, out of like Walgreens, right? If you write something bad in it, you're not wasting your money on on paper. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a problem. So, I mean, that brings the expectations down if you bring down the format of it. And I don't think... This is coming from a business major, too. I don't think you ought to think about publication uh, while you're writing. I really think that that can be a, lim- a hampering to to your writing ability because then you're nervous about whether or not it's good enough for publication and again i think you just have to rid yourself of any of that the essence of oh this has to be good no it's a rough draft it doesn't have to be good your second draft doesn't have to be good your third draft does not have to be good it just has to be that's the most important thing in this process is that it it has to be (laughs) you know you the fear of failure is something that cannot abide in a writer's life. So take yourself, take that fear, consciously put it, put it to the side and be like, okay, today I'm going to sit down and write something awful. I'm not sure who told me that first. That may have been Dan Schwabauer who said, today let us write something terrible because that's the only way you're going to get something down in the first place. So that's how you overcome fear of failure, I assume. Like it hasn't been helping me out a whole lot. I'm still struggling to get words down on paper. I think I'm, I'm, I'm really having trouble co- overcoming those expectations that I have for my own work and that I feel like other people have. So I'm going to continue working on that. And if I find a better solution than these, then I'll let you know. The second thing that I feel like uh, gets in our way a lot is, well, I mean, people talk about writer's block all the time. Just the Just when you're in the story and something happens and you can't move forward and again this was dan schwabauer in his uh, his writing course his great writing course one year adventure novel who talked about dropping dead bodies from the ceiling and that's when like when you're in the story and you hit you hit a roadblock and you just can't go forward the story won't move and dan's suggestion was figure out um something expected to do unexpected to do and do it find the most unexpected thing you can do in your story and do that I think that's great. I think it helps because the characters obviously didn't see it coming. You as an author didn't see it coming, and that creates instant conflict. The root of the problem, the way I see it, is that you need to go back figure out what the conflict in your scene is. You need to look at what you're writing and figure out where the conflict was, what's driving it, and if it's not there, I think that's going to generally be the problem. It's just There's just not conflict there at that time. Find out where the conflict needs to be. The characters are people. In a lot of ways. If we're writing them well, these characters are people. And people have conflict. Consistently. Continually. There's always something to be conflicted over. If you have a room full of conservative Republicans from Oklahoma. Who have the exact same background. You're still going to have disagreements within those people. A plethora of disagreements that you can make happen. So in conflict is really what drives story. Again, that's something Dan Schwabauer in his program told me um and lots of people would agree with that it's just the conflict is what's driving you so you have to go back figure out what the conflict in your scene is the conflict in your chapter is wherever it is it's giving you problems reanalyze it make sure that it's there it's functioning and maybe there's something better that you can do in terms of conflict between the characters and their situation 
And that's, that's a solution to, to writer's block. If you're just having no ideas, what I do is I go and I talk to people. I go, I find a writer buddy, and I bang, I throw my ideas against their head <laughs> until they are like, but what about that? And I'm like, Ugh, duh, and then I go do that. When I was writing my first novel, back when I was a freshman in high school, that was my mom. I just talked with my mom continually. And I also talked with the Oeanners on the one-year novel forum. And that was a good outlet. But generally, for my instant gratification, I need to talk through this problem. It was my mom. And um, currently, I don't have... Well, I guess... I guess there's some people I can talk to on my college campus that are that would be sufficient in order to help me with that. But it's important to have someone you can talk to and work out ideas with. It's going to help you brainstorm. They're going to have ideas. And their ideas are not necessarily going to be good. But their ideas might lead you to other ideas. Just start throwing out bad ideas until you find one. That's a, that's a brainstorming technique that Kay Weiland use. Katie Weiland, who's actually going to be on the show, hopefully, in a couple weeks. I'm going to get Katie Weiland on. Her thing was, um, you just start writing down the most ridiculous ideas when you get stuck in a scene. You write down the most ridiculous ideas. You just keep going. You keep writing down ideas. And eventually, that will kind of get, like the rotor going on your mind and you'll come up with something that's good the idea is just kind of priming the engine just kind of it's you got like an airplane motor and like you're trying to move the propeller in order to get the the engine started those first ideas as you push the propeller they aren't they aren't going to really work for you more than likely but eventually you're going to find something there that leads you to an idea that's functional okay and that's really why i do for brainstorming i don't have that many brainstorming problems like writer's block problems once i'm in a scene I really don't have any problems because I use these these techniques. They've worked really, really well for me. So, gotta recommend them. Third thing, again, uh, that stops us from writing new ideas in the middle of stories. Or ADD, actually, would be a better way to put that. ADD gets to us. Some more than others. I don't mean like literal, like, uh, medical ADD. I'm talking just like Oh, hey, there's a plot bunny over there. There's a plot bunny over here. Oh, this would be cool. And then you're not focusing on your story. So many people talk about this. And it can also, like, the internet's also a problem. Like, it's cool to have character boards on Pinterest. It's really cool to build your story world by pictures on Pinterest. But eventually, eventually there comes a time. <laughs> there comes a time when you're doing that instead of writing. And you need to just freaking move on. You have to freaking move on. And again, there's more people, lots of techniques I've heard about, about this, like the people who do M&M rewards for um, amounts of words written, like what they'll do is they'll say, okay, after another hundred words, you can have an M&M or you can go get a snack, you can do something. It's an instant gratification reward and it breaks up writing into smaller steps so that if you have trouble keeping focus on your story, you can really go in and do that. Also, um, for people struggling with the internet, I've been doing notebooks. Uh, again, I said that from when I was talking about the writing down the bones thing. The notebooks are great because you can't go on Facebook on a notebook. If you have a composition notebook, you are stuck. Get outside. Go smell the fresh air and write outdoors. If you're not living in Oklahoma, that should work. In Oklahoma, it's a bit too windy, so do what you can. <laughs> you just kind of got to kind of make it work, really. Um that helps word wars. Oh, word wars. I love word wars. Nothing get for me gets words down on the paper like word wars. I did that with some college buddies this last semester. It was really freaking hard to arrange tons. But on the internet, on Facebook, 
<laughs> yeah, you have to go back on Facebook in order to get this happen. But anyway, you just get your friends together and you set 30 minutes or so and you just write. You just write as fast as you can. Uh, it's not worrying about quality, just worrying about quantity. It's kind of like nano. It's kind of like a mini NaNoWriMo, really. Just like a 30-minute NaNo <laughs> where you write as much as you can and whoever has the most words at the end of that time wins. So it engages the uh, the competitive spirit, which is uber helpful because most of us have one of those. So we can get in there and you can compete and you can see who comes up with the most words. And then you can go back and refine that later. But in the meantime, you got words on the page. They may be awful, but they're there. Your book is existing more. And that has helped me a ton with my focus. Just an absolute ton with the focus. Now, uh, the final problem that I run into is motivation. It's motivation to write. It's like, no, I don't want to right now. And there's surprisingly few, like, helps there. Like, let me pull up something. I was reading this before the episode started um, on Jeff Goins' site, uh, GoinsWriter.com, which I don't really, I don't go on it very much. But he wrote The Writer's Manifesto. And some of this I agree, agree with, but let me read it for you real quick. Real writers don't write to get published. They just write to write. Real writers don't write for recognition or fame or notoriety. They write because they simply cannot not write. By their gifts and a higher calling, they are compelled to create. Real writers wake up every morning with something to say, and they thank the heavens for an opportunity to do so. Real writers do not begin the day with aspirations of seeing their words in print. They simply show up, available to be used as a mouthpiece. Real writers do not need audience or inspiration. They have the muse. Let me tell you what I think of Jeff Goins. Jeff Goins needs to go take his elitist views and, like, drown them in a river somewhere. Because that's, excuse my language, that's carp. You do not wake up. Real writers do not wake up every morning with something to say. Writers wake up and say something. Okay? It's not because you have something. It's not because you're compelled by a higher calling. You're not a higher class of human being if you can write. And oftentimes you will not have inspiration. You will not have the ability to say anything. And that's not a bad thing. It doesn't make you less of a writer. It doesn't make you less of a writer if you haven't written like 30,000 words this week. It doesn't make you any less of what you are. A writer is simply someone who writes. Okay, even the people who write the technical manuals for, like, I don't know, things that you write technical manuals for. Man, my brain died on that one. I didn't have anything to say there, you see? But that doesn't make me any less of a writer, okay? I, I appreciate his manifesto because he talks about how they don't do it for recognition or fame or notoriety. That's true. You, you don't want to do that. That's going to wreck your motivation. If you're writing to get published, more than likely either A, you're going to run into major motivation issues because none of us started writing for that reason. Like none of us when we were little kids were like, hey, I'll be rich and famous if I do this. We just start out the story we wanted to tell. Anyone who's got a story they want to tell can be a writer. You don't have to have, <laughs> you don't have to be compelled by a higher calling in order to get that done. So you keep, keep, <laughs> keep that in mind. But what is interesting about this thing when it comes to motivation is something he writes later on in the same article um, and this helps with motivation I think when you are writing he, he says please do not write to get published write because you've been given a voice to say something write because you simply must do so write because someone else will not it's that last phrase that has helped me out write because someone else will not that's what 
that's what gave birth to my first novel, my uh, my Hisfic. It was a historical uh, fiction book. It was World War II. It was um, it was Nazis, and I had read a ton of historical fiction leading up to uh, to writing this because I was homeschooled. Now we built that right into the history curriculum, right? We we read a ton of Hisfic and a lot of uh, Bethlehem books. Anyone read Bethlehem books? Bethlehem books were pretty great, but they weren't action-oriented. There was nothing inside a Bethlehem book that made me go, Ah, yes, this is a true adventure. I wanted something action-based. So my story ended up being like, it was World War II, but it was kind of like Die Hard meets Gladiator uh, in terms of like the action-adventure action side of things. And it was very different from all the other Hisfics I'd written, and it was the Hisfic that I had wanted to read. For like five years up until that point. It's what I had wanted to, to read, but no one had given it to me, so I, I wrote it. I think that was a great motivation to write that story. And so maybe you don't know your motivation at the moment. Maybe you don't know why you're writing. And that's fine. But if you're having trouble writing, maybe you find the motivation. Maybe you find that bit. What about your story is you what about your story is different from what you read what is it that you're wanting to get out of your own story um my current dystopian novel there's other people who've written with the style i keep i keep citing douglas adams you know because that guy's amazing but he's dead douglas adams isn't going to be on the show douglas adams is done and i don't read anything else like it i've searched i'm looking and i haven't found anything really Adams-esque, even based off librarian suggestions and everything, and no one is writing the story that I'm writing right now. That's my reason to write it. It's a story that I desperately want to read, and no one else is giving it to me. So I have to be the one that writes it. That's fantastic motivation. And you can find that motivation too, whether it be you're sick and tired of fantasy that's being on the nose with the Christian themes, or perhaps you're in a genre that doesn't generally get Christian themes and you want to have those values that you have in you, you know, the, the values that you're wanting to present. Find your motivation. Find what it is and verbalize it. Articulate what it is you're trying to accomplish. And if it's just, hey, I'm enjoying writing because it's fun, then that's the best motivation in the world. The best motivation in the world until, of course, it becomes not fun. But if all you're there to do is have fun in the first place, that's fine. Just stop writing. Move on to a different story. It's okay. If you're writing to have fun, then write to have fun. Don't let ambition catch you in its jaws and like keep you from enjoying what you're doing. Don't let anyone else shame you into thinking that your writing's inferior just because you do it as a hobby and you're not you don't have glories and dreams of becoming the New York Times bestseller. Don't let that get in the way of what's truly important in the writing process and that's the writing. It's the seeing of the world in your own particular way, getting down life on paper. That's amazing and fantastic. It's great stuff. And we don't do it because we have a higher calling. We do it because we're human beings and it's fun. And some people don't find it fun. Those people don't have a lesser calling. Those people just don't find it fun. They don't enjoy it. Now, some people may feel like they have a higher calling and like they have to write. And if you have to write, then write. These writer block things shouldn't be a problem for you. Me, I don't have to write. I can make podcasts. I can make wedding videos. I can go and hang out with people in a coffee shop. I don't have to write. 
I don't have that calling, but I love writing. I love story. I love experiencing the world in a different way by verbalizing my own experiences, but I also love reading. I love experiencing other people's ways of looking at the world. I love living in their worlds. Writing is so cathartic and it's so human that we often, we often kind of forget. We, we put these technical things on it, and technicality is fine too. Don't, if you're a technical person, that's, that's cool, and you can't flit and flow with things. That's, that's fine. Just do you when you're writing. Figure out you and then do that. If you're having trouble getting words on a page, then figure out your motivation. Figure out, see if there's any fears getting in your way. See if there's any motivations that are impure motivations, business motivations. That's not going to help your story. And check check if, if it's just a normal little writer's block. Go back, check your conflict, backtrack a little bit, try again. It can be it can be worked through. You can write. You don't have to have a higher calling to write. You don't have to be I mean, I just went on this rant about like the human experience and whatever, but honestly your story doesn't have to be any of that either. Your story could be simple and have no have no higher sense to it at all. It could be as simple as a joke or a, a manual for a lamp. It doesn't have to be the biggest and the best thing. It just just needs to be you. Again, going to cite Dan Schwabauer, one of the workshops. Just write. Just write. However you can, pike or dike, get it out there. Final thing that I want to talk about, um, deadlines. I was watching a TED Talk. It's one of the reasons I decided to try Dan Rant's TED Talks. TED Talks are fun because you can get on the internet and you can listen to one of them and feel like you're not wasting time on the internet. Like, it feels like there's an ebb and flow. You're getting something out of it. It's fantastic, even though you really are wasting time on the internet. Anyway, this was about motivation. And it talked about how inside your head there is you and there is a steering wheel. And driving the steering wheel is the instant gratification monkey. And this is the type of person that keeps us from accomplishing our goals, the interior instant gratification that keeps us from accomplishing long terms, like, like writing a novel, for instance. Is it, it was that, that's really good for instance, since that happens to be what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm good at good examples. And the only thing that really scares that monkey away is the deadline monster, is the way this, this TED Talk guy put it. And that, that's fine and good. And it helped me out a ton when I was writing my first novel, because I wrote it to get it into the one-year novel contest, which I didn't do well in at all, by the way. Um, <laughs> and that's fine. But, I mean, uh, the contest was a deadline, and it forced me to get things done. Word on paper. Again, it's another thing that helped me get it done. But, but now, I don't have any contests I'm entering. I don't even know of a full-length comedy writing contest. I don't know if that even exists. So... I don't know what I'm supposed to do in those terms. I have no deadlines, so there's no there's no real reason for me to get my butt in the chair and start scribbling down things. Uh, you you and you can artificially give yourself deadlines through like word wars and stuff, but if you have the chance to have a deadline, grab a deadline because that will help. It will it will push you hard, and you probably won't like the final result. But for a rough draft. Deadlines are good. NaNoWriMo's, I know people who've done those and gotten full novels out of the National Writing Month. And 
it's it's a it's a good way to get in there and do it. Again, for a lot of us, we are wanting to get published, and we are wanting to be professional authors. This is our hope and our dream for for the future. And so, when I say don't write to be published, that's it's a hard pill to swallow because we all kind of want that. But the point is, write a story for you, and recognize that. You probably need to have a novel or two written before you want to get published. I know people who publish their early novels and then they cringe afterwards and change their pen name <laughs> so as not to, uh, not to have to associate with their old story. But the point of this whole experience is that writing is more than publication. Writing is more than novel completion. Writing, again, is a way of seeing the world, a way of articulating the human experience. But it's also just plain fun. So have fun with it. Figure out whatever it is that's taking the fun out of writing for you and eliminate that from the equation. If it means a hope of being published some one day, then get rid of that. Get rid of it. Think about publication after you're done. For the meantime kill all the barriers in your way because it's worth it writing's a special thing it's a special thing and you do love it so take care of the things that are keeping you from writing i think that's all i really had to say that got very ranty this is called dan rants after all so i hope you enjoyed that i hope you enjoyed today if you didn't enjoy today, I have this great place where you can complain. It's called thatguywiththehat.com. Which, by the way, new blog post, I posted my painting of Don Cheadle painting Don Cheadle. Aren't I good? Hard, 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 hard. You can follow the show on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, at Monkey Strudel, and Goodreads, which I use rarely. I should probably get back on that. I have time now. I'm out of college. Why am I not even using Goodreads? That's kind of shameful i'm a little bit ashamed i'll get back on there i'll get back on there finally ended the enders game series not because i finished them but because i just got sick of it that became a bad relationship and i stopped it so i'm off to write i'm off to read new things give me some suggestions what should i be reading right now let me know in the comments below you all have a great day get some writing done today i encourage it please go write don't let anything get in your way and i'll catch you all again next monday bye